0: Right then, welcome back to episode two of Talking Sense with me, Ross, obviously, of Teddy the Sense. Um I hope some of you watched the first, or watched, listened to the first episode. Um, are we calling them episodes? They don't really feel like episodes, do they? Um, so we are back with number two. Uh, for a little bit of context, before we start, I am currently sat in the spare room thing up the unit. Uh, I've currently poured two scents, Starry Night and a new one called um, Sea Minerals and... Kelp or something like that, I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, So there we go, I've talked about scents. Does that count now? Because I know I should really every now and then talk about actual, like, wax melts and stuff like that on you. But that would probably be boring. Because it's not the most interesting thing, is it? But today, I'm actually going to get a little bit more serious. And I'm going to try and talk a little bit about the Sarah Everard. Hopefully I'm saying her name right, Sarah Everett. The, um, I dare say you all know where I'm on about the whole not all men thing um, and domestic violence and women being feeling unsafe out in the streets and all this sort of stuff. And um, for a large part of Teddy Eversense's history, I've stayed out of any sort of political discussion and all that sort of stuff because I haven't really felt like it's been worth sticking my oar in, so to speak. For those who don't know... Um, before Teddy Eversense, I was on Isablog on Instagram, UK, And a large part of what I used to do on there is talk about these sorts of things. And I'd wrestle a few favours purely because I'm someone who overthinks a lot of things, someone who likes to look at different perspectives to what the narrative is, um, try and play a little bit of devil's advocate purely sometimes to think myself. The way I've always... Like, this is probably going to be a long podcast, so if you're listening now, I'd settle in because I'm about to spit some bollocks for about half hour I expect, so get ready. Um, I will preface it to start off with and say I am currently three days out from taking duloxetine, so my head's a little bit fuzzy every now and then. So if I say anything out of tune or out of turn or whatever, just know that this is not scripted, it's not edited, I literally press record on my phone and just start talking shit. So if I say something and you're like, fuck, yeah, Ross, I don't agree with that, feel free to tell me because you might message me and, I, and I'll go, did I say that? Oh. But I didn't mean that or I might not agree with what I said sometimes like I say I say things purely for devil's advocate's sake just to get people thinking I get myself thinking and way I've always described this sort of thing and it's it's something that we really struggle with in like with language and talking to each other and it's the idea that when an artist artist paints something they sketch it out first okay they take their canvas, they sketch out the odd circle thing for the face there, that's going to go there, a little bit by over for the tree, and then they start rubbing that bit out and go, oh, no, I don't like it there, and then gradually they start painting and then it morphs into the artwork, all right? And with language, we almost expect everyone to have it fully formulated as they're saying it, all right? A conversation is like watching an artist paint, okay? You've got to accept that there's going to be little flaws that he might correct as he's going along, okay? But in language, we see someone say something slightly out of tune, and then jump on them and then try and kill them and cancel them, um, and it's ridiculous. And you get to the point then when no one wants to say anything because what's the point? Where's the where's where's the upside? Like for me right now, right? Rachel always used to hate when I talk about anything political, and now that we go business, there's even more downside because I could say something on stories, and people are like, don't agree with that not buying from you ever again and then it's going to affect the business which if it was purely me and my business i would be more willing to accept it because it's like right that's fine um this is who i am if you don't like it then that's fine but when it's also it's you know our livelihood now is rachel it's the kids and all that sort of stuff i don't see the point in getting into a political thing and it's the head work that goes with it as well because sometimes like i always invite discussion i invite people to reply a message about stuff um and it creates a lot of time out of my time out of my life and everything to respond to people which I got no problem with but at the same time like before on his blog when I talked about like the gender pay gap and stuff like that which I'm not going to get into now and I'd have people messaging it's like right this is taking out like four hours of my day now it's like it's not good for me it's not good for the kids it's not good for Rachel and at least with the podcast it's not like a one minute blast of stories I can give contacts I can kind of Elaborate on what I'm trying to say. Like, I understand that I'm four and a half minutes in and I haven't actually said anything. Welcome to the podcast. This is where it's probably going to be. But if you're listening to this, I dare say you've got time or whatever. You're sat there, you're driving somewhere, and you want some sort of escapism from the world. And for some reason, you've picked me. So thank you for that. But yeah, I'm, let's just talk about it, is it? So I'm not going to get into the Sarah. It's everard isn't it? Uh, Sarah everard's thing. But like I said, you all know the story and the. I see a lot of it on TikTok now about people saying um, (laughs) it's a problem with men. And then some people are saying it's not all men. And then people are saying, yeah, but there's enough men that are doing it to make make a problem. And I I don't understand what people are expecting. The solution is from this to be, I know the one politician said that there should be a curfew on men at 6 p.m. to help stop discrimination, which is fucking mental. It's not going to fucking work. All right. And then there's people with the poster of where they've got it crossed out, haven't they? Whereas um, I can't remember where it is. It's like protect women or something, and they have crossed it out and put educate boys. It's like which I totally get the sentiment and I'm I'm on board with. I think you you've got to educate people, like educate boys on what's going on. And but at the same time, I like I said, I got a daughter and a son. Obviously, as you know, I got Isabella. I got ah, oh, so I got this from both perspectives now. I got to raise a boy, I got to raise a girl, and then people can say, oh, you can't be sexist. You've got to raise them the same. It's like, in a way, but in another way, there are differences. Like, I think boys are going to go out into the world with more um, power to a certain extent to to mess something up. Like, like, all right, then look at it this way, okay? Like, Rachel subconsciously is always going to feel more threatened in our house than I am. Obviously, she doesn't think I'm going to do anything, okay? But, potentially, it's there. Because I'm stronger than her. I'm stronger than the kids. Like, I control the house, if I wanted. If I wanted to go fucking mental and kill everyone in the house, I'm more likely to be able to than Rachel. Don't get me wrong, Rachel could fucking murder me if she wanted to. She could knife me in my sleep. But for women you got to remember that that physical threat is always going to be there. And there's nothing you can do. You can say, wherever you want, educate, but it doesn't matter. If you're walking home at night, you're not going to eradicate that fear. Um, it's just not going to happen. Like, And then people, men have gone on TikTok and said, oh, well, I feel scared at night too. And then they go, yeah, who? Ooh, other men. Ha, I do. It's like, yeah, other men. Men are fucking scary sometimes, mate. If I'm walking in a fucking dark alley and so, like a, there's three boys with hoodies on, Damn right I'm fucking shit in my fucking pants, all right? I'm worried. They might not do anything. They might be the most nicest, pleasantest boys, if any of them are words. It doesn't matter, all right? Because it's our survival instincts. And you've got to remember, a lot of this shit is inbuilt in our head from God knows when. You've got hundreds of thousands of years of evolution playing a part in it, okay? Um, And it goes back to the one that was more scared of the bush in the jungle, I mean was more likely to survive, okay? If you see a rustle in the bush, and you think, shit, that's a lion, I'm getting out, that's that's a good decision. The one who stood there, oh, a little squirrel popped out, oh, I was fine all along. Eventually, it's going to be a lion, mate, all right? You you survived nine out of ten times, then, boosh, on that last one, there's the lion. So the one who was more cautious, was more on alert, all right, was the one that survived. And unfortunately... I think it's, you, you, you're you never going to eradicate it, uh, not fully, and I'm going to teach Isabel to be cautious. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't have to teach her that. No, 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 you shouldn't. People should obey the law, but they fucking don't, okay? Like, answer me this. If you're in a rough area, would you leave your laptop on display in your car and unlock your car no you fucking wouldn't all right and then someone could turn around and go oh your laptop was nicked oh did you leave it on the front seat oh yes yes i did oh that's your fault for leaving it on the front seat that's victim blaming shouldn't do it all right but we still take responsibility for this sort of shit you put the laptop under the seat you lock your door at night like you lock do you do lock your house yeah of course you fucking do why oh not everyone's a criminal like, yeah but there's fucking criminals out there they're going to break into your house. Lock your fucking door. I'll be saying the same sort of shit to Isabel. Like, they should, they've, people have said, yo, you should never say to your daughter to watch what she's wearing. All right? And I agree. They should be free to wear whatever the fuck you want. If you're going out down Cardiff on the night out and you want to wear a boob top thing, mini skirt, you should be totally free to do so. But I'm a realist. Okay? I understand that if Isabel Went out when she's 18 down to Cardiff with a low-cut top and a skirt. It's going to draw attention. So what am I going to say to her is, you're totally free to wear that, all right? But can we please talk about the potential of what could happen, okay? Chances are you're going to invite unwanted attention. You might not want it. They get funny. And then God knows what's going to happen, okay? Shouldn't happen. Obviously, I'm not fucking blaming you. If you got assaulted, I wouldn't go, ah! Well, you shouldn't have been wearing that, should you? I'd be like, well, that's fucking horrible. Let's go and stab the bastard. But it's about being realistic with your kids. That's all I can do. I can't control the outside world. I have no faith in the rest of society to raise people that are going to be good. Sorry. I dare say a lot of you are good parents. There's a lot of fucking good parents out there. For all I know, I'm the one raising a dickhead. You never know. But I've got to assume... In the same way, when I get in my car, I put my seatbelt on. I'm assuming there's going to be some dickhead driver who smashes into me. All right, so I put my seatbelt on. Obviously, I could also be the dickhead and crash. But I've got to assume there's going to be people raising shit kids and that they're going to grow up to fucking stab someone on the way home. All right, so we, we can only take responsibility for the things that are in our control. Like, I can only do what I can. And part of that is being realistic with the kids and saying... This is the world we live in. And then with Archie, i got to be like, look, mate, I, I, I dare say as a parent, I'm going to tell him not to fucking molest people. You know what I mean? I dare say that. I don't know if that comes up as a direct conversation. Like one day I sit down with Archie and go, right, have we talked about sexual assault? And you, no, 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 no. You can't just, you can't just like grab their ass and thrust like, no, that's bad. When you're married, you you know, you could do it a little bit more because <coughs> I believe in assumed consent. Like, I, I, I think I can slap Rachel's ass. call me a misogynist, call me a prick. I think I can, you know, give her a little tap in the bum. And then she's free to say, look, Ross, never do that again. And I'll be like, okay, Rich, okay. But she doesn't, all right? Because a, a lot of women who are in committed relationships like getting slapped on the arse sometimes. A lot of men like getting slapped on the arse sometimes. Um, oh, yeah, talk. speaking of all that sort of shit, people don't help themselves with this sort of stuff, okay? Because it takes... The argument away from where it's supposed to be. Like, I saw the study where they said 97% of women have been sexually assaulted. All right. And that rustled a few feathers with people, because they were like, whoa, 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 fucking hang on. And then you look at it, and it's only 1,000 women that were surveyed or whatever. And then people are like, doesn't matter if it's 1,000, 97% is still a ridiculous number. It's like, yeah, it fucking is. But then you look into it, and it included things like being stared at, online comments, catcalling. Um, I'm not going to get into cat calling. Oh, actually, just getting cat calling. D- who the fuck cat calls. Why? Like, why is that still a thing? What's the fucking success rate of anyone who have ever cat called? I can. T- I bet you twenty quid is fucking zero. You see a girl walking down the street, so you on a and say, go, "Hey, well, love, get your fucking tits out." What? Like, what? What goes in your head? Like, I've never cat called. I'm socially awkward anyway. You really think I'm going to shout across and say, "Hey, love," like, no, fucking no, no. <laughs> fucking no chance am I going to be catcalling someone. And I'm married anyway. I've been with Rachel since I was 15. She could come over and go, oh, okay, mate. Oh, let's get it on then. And I'd be there going, oh, no, I'm married. Sorry, love." Even if I was single and a woman come up to me and went, oh, come on and let's get it on. I'd, be, I'd fucking panic and start sweating and run. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. So, like, who the fuck's catcalling? Like, how fucking... Like, what goes on in your head to fucking think that's going like, to... Like, like, I don't even understand why you're gaining. Like, and the worst one is the ones when they're fucking driving past. They drive past a woman and go, (whistles) that sort of shit. Whoa, lover! You're driving off! Like, you're not even waiting to see if she turned around and went, oh, okay, come on then, let's have a bit. You're driving off? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand that. Anyway, going back to the statistics. Why did they put being stared at an online comment on there? Okay, because... It undermines the whole thing because it de, not devalues, but it almost brings down the rest of the sexual assault things in there, like inappropriately touched and groped and all that. That's worse than being stared at. I mean, according to that statistics, and I, and I don't want to say I'm a bad man, but I've sexually assaulted Rachel every day. I will stare at Rachel on a daily basis. If Rachel is getting out of the shower, I am going to have a look. Okay, that's not sexual assault. If it is, then sorry, Rich, but um, I, I do not do it anymore if you don't like it. But and again, you've only you've only surveyed women and it doesn't help the narrative because I dare say if you did the exact survey on men, a lot of them would say yes too because you've picked things like online comments. I've had online comments of people that are mildly inappropriate. I wouldn't say I've been sexually assaulted. I've been stared at like probably all the time. Maybe that's just my ego going, oh, I bet I've been stared at a lot. And again, it's different for men and women. You can't compare the two. Like we talk about, oh, there's no biological difference between men and women. And shut the fuck up. Of course it is. Of course it fucking is. A, a man is le- always going to feel less threatened. If I was in a room full of women, I do not feel physically threatened. I'm not particularly strong. I can't fight necessarily, but I could probably hold my own if I had to. If Rachel tried to kick my ass, I would just look at her and go, Love, what are you doing? It's like, it's not going to work. I could just, I could wrestle you to the floor if I had to. So that physical presence is always going to be there in men, and women are always going to feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. Um, I don't know what the solution is to any of this. Mine, I think I'm just talking shit because I've seen a lot of it online, and sometimes I just want to come on you and spout bollocks. I don't think I'm saying anything worth listening to, which is fucking standard. Um, I just wanted to come on here and talk shit. Like, this is what this podcast is going to be, innit? But I do almost... I don't want to say I feel sorry, but I almost feel sorry for... and This is just going to sound ridiculous, but I almost feel sorry for straight white men at the moment because there's been a lot of things going against you lately. you got a couple of bad eggs, and then we're all fucking horrific. Um, first of all, it was bad because we were white with the old George Floyd thing, um, and now we're bad that you're a man because of, of Sarah Everard and all that, the other stuff we have added before, the Me Too movement. Um, and there's a reason why this male suicide is such a problem because we ostracize people. We try and cut them out. We try and tell them their opinion. No they're bad people. That, oh, you're white, you're fucking evil. Oh, you're a man, you're even fucking worse. And you're straight white man. Ugh. And you wonder then why sides start to form. All right, If you're constantly telling... People that they're bad and they're in a group full of bad people. It's like, what's the fucking point? You do get to that point where you just don't care. You maybe find a clique of people who support you and then you get in with them and then they start forming a side and then they they go up against feminists people and then Black Lives Matter people and then we're all fucking at each other's throat all the fucking time. And this is why I can't be fucked to do any of this on social media. With a podcast, it's just me talking shit. If anyone wants to say anything, they can come... Message me on Instagram is fine. i got no problem with it. But I'm going to draw a lot less from doing this than if I put it on TikTok, Instagram, or anything like that. I can't be asked for it because I know my job in life is simple. Just raise good kids. Be a good person and raise good kids. Simple. If everyone stuck to that, the world wouldn't have any issues. Okay, but obviously we're all fucking up somewhere. Um, So I stick to the things I can control. It's something I've had in my head for a very long time. If you just control the things you can control you're good to go, it's like how I run the business, it's like, if you want some business talk to you, okay, like, I see too many people who run businesses worry about the wrong things, it's like, they worry about their views being down, how many followers they got, how many sales they got, and they get insecure about it, and try and inflate it, they make fake accounts to comment on their videos, they pay for views, they pay for followers, and you just go, no, all right, just, just, enjoy what you're doing, you can't control any of that, like, my job is to make stuff for the restock, okay, that's it, I can show you it, and wherever have a content I try and do, I try and provide value for you, if I, like, I don't know if I ever do, but that's one thing I've always struggled with the business, is trying to provide value, it's like, I'm not like I'm giving you advice, and I don't know, I just, you know, it's just more like a day in the life of stuff every day, Um, and then when the restock opens, I can't, I can't do anything, Okay, it's up to everyone if they want to buy stuff <laughs> not my job to worry about it and to a certain extent that's a lot of this it's like i i can't control how people are going to raise their kids i can't control what happens what people are out there if isabel's walking on on a night out yes she should feel fucking safe everyone should feel safe that's not the world we live in okay i accept that like I'll go I'll do anything. I'll pick Isabel. I'll tell her to stay with friends. Like I'll I dare say by the time Isabel's old enough, I think technology will be different. I think we're gonna have more things that is like an alert system on your phone. I know there's already people who are doing this sort of stuff. <clears throat> and then they always get a counter argument of, oh, but they shouldn't need it. It's like okay, of course not. Okay. But would you rather? have your daughter go, oh I used my app on my phone that uh, stopped the person from attacking me and then they, they fled and the police showed up and everything was fine. Would you rather that or would you rather them get attacked? It's like, I'd fucking rather them be safe, mate. You know, I don't mind how, it's just I'd rather them be safe. And yeah, I think we got to be careful the way we talk to each other, basically. Just be nice and stop jumping down people's throats just because they think a different way and they're trying to talk about this sort of stuff and people get shut down like i can guarantee if i went on instagram or whatever and said oh the podcast is up um i talk about um sexual harassment the say thing, blah 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 um i dare say there'd be someone out there going hmm that's not your place it's like why why i've done it before have done it many fucking times Talk about gender pay gap um and got quite a bit of not a boost, it's just, I get a lot of pushback on it. A lot of people agreed as well, a lot of people push back. Um, but there were people telling me that I shouldn't even be talking about it. And it's like, why? It's You're playing gender identity politics and all this sort of shit. I don't care if someone got an opinion on something. My first thought isn't to go oh, as a man, or, oh, as a woman, oh, but, yeah, I know, you can't, like, I listen to the opinion, if it's fucking valid, it's valid, I don't care what you look like and all the rest of it, fuck up. But, yeah, that's my uh, two cents on this, I guess, that's me talking bollocks about this, I don't think I covered anything. Um, Like I said, I hope I can just give you some sort of escapism with this, and hopefully I'll get better at doing the whole podcast thing, and I'll hit my flow a little bit of getting into just sitting down and talking, and Like I said, I'm open to provide a little bit more context to me as a person, a little bit more content, Um, opening up a little bit, so it's not just quick stuff on TikTok and Instagram and all that sort of stuff, and generally just something that's a little bit more, um, just a longer format of discussion. Because, like I said, I think TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, that sort of stuff, terrible places to discuss this sort of stuff because they're too short. They're too sharp. People are consciously aware that people are watching so they're always put on a different front. Uh, they always try and win an argument rather than listening. If you ever go into an argument trying to win it, don't fucking bother unless it's with your wife or something. Like I'll try and win an argument with Rachel more than I will with anyone else just so I can go, ha, won that one. <laughs> Unlucky bitch. Same with Isabel. Like we're currently having arguments where they're all the car seat. She don't like the fact that the fucking straps are a bit tight. And it's like, look, love, they're to be. Otherwise, you're gonna come flying out. And I try and discuss it with her. It's like, it's gonna do this. You're gonna go like this out the window. And you're gonna be dead. I try and be as real as possible with Isabel. I will tell her that if it's not untight, you will fucking die, mate. Do you know what death is, Isabel? It's where you basically fall asleep forever. All right? And people, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about that. you get, fuck off. I'm gonna talk to my kids about the truth. And Okay. All right. If they want to know, they want to ask, and they want to know the truth, I'll tell them the truth. I'm not going to make up some bullshit of, oh, because I said so. If you ever use that, because I said so, you've fucking lost already. I've said it before, sometimes out of frustration. I've gone, is, can you pass me out?" She goes, why? And I go, oh, cause, just because just I said, just pass it. And it's like, lost the argument, Ross, you're a dickhead. Don't do it. Don't do because I said so. If you can't give a reason, then ask yourself why you're even fucking asking them, all right? I know it's out of frustration sometimes we say because I said so, but fucking tell them. Most, nine times out of ten, when I've given is- Isabel a reasonable explanation as to why I want her to do something, she's like, oh, Dad, that makes sense. She doesn't say that, but you can tell in their face. Like I've said before, look, like it if it's like this, it will open up and you will come flying out the window and you will die. And then she kind of goes, oh, okay, I understand now why it's got to be tight. But sometimes, and this is um, how dark my sense of humour is, I've said to Rachel and go, Rachel, one day, I tell you what, I'm just not going to tighten it that much. I'm going to roll the car down the fucking mountain. And when she comes flying out, I can go up to her and go, Ha! Told you, look, this is why you've got your straps on, love. I win. Ha! I won the argument. And she just led. They're going, Oh my God, damn, my arms are broken. It's like, oh, Well, I should have listened. But yeah, obviously, I'm not going to do that. But that's the, sometimes you just want to win the argument. Don't know, you? with your kids, you're like, No, mate, I'm right. But I think that's a problem with society. We all want to win the argument. It's like, who cares? Like, I'd rather listen to you, which is ironic considering I've just talked shit for 23 minutes. But um, it's not about winning an argument, is it? It's about having a discussion. I've probably said some stuff in here that are wrong. I've said some stuff that might be right. I've probably made absolutely no points at all. You've probably listened to this and gone, why the fuck am I subscribed to this bollocks? Um... And yeah, I guess that's going to be it for this week's Talking Sense. I have fucking no idea. I'd say this week's, all right? This is not going to be a weekly podcast. It's not going to be a bi-weekly podcast. It's going to be whenever the fuck Ross wants to sit down and record this podcast. That's it. It's just going to be whenever I want. I want to do one about mental health sort of stuff because at the moment, like I said... Um, we, I'm off the deloxetine for three days So my head's a fucking blaze And I don't know what's going on mentally And all that sort of stuff And I want to come on and actually talk about mental health In the way that it should be discussed Not the way the media does it Where they kind of fucking sugarcoat it Or they bring someone in who used to have mental health problems They never bring someone in who's in the pits of despair They never bring someone in who's like This morning I woke up and wanted to fucking die they never bring that person in because they're worried that it's going to have a negative effect. No, I want to. you the person come in and go, you know what? This wife, I'll fucking shit. I don't even want to be on a fucking telly. I'm looking at you twats on the fucking panel. I don't want to be anywhere near any of you. You're all wankers. I want to be in the house. Instead, I'm you. You brought me in on this fucking TV show. I want to go in the house. Fuck off. They never bring that person in, do they? I wonder why. I do that. Channel 4, ITV, wherever, if you're listening. You know, I'll do that <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. Thank you for listening to this. I have fuck no idea what you got to it. And until next week, fuck clean cotton as shit.